This show is a member of the RPG Academy Network. She's a Listening to episode 13 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, my co host Emily and I are joined by Michael and Caleb of the RPG Academy to play Soth. Which brings me to an exciting announcement She's a Super Geek has joined the RPG Academy network. There are lots of other great shows and blogs on this network that you can find at therpgacademy.com. One other note before we get to today's show. Soth is a game in which you play cultists trying to summon the generic elder god Soth. You are playing the bad guys. If sacrificing innocence in a darkly humorous game sounds triggering to you, you may want to sit this game out. Otherwise, let's get to the show. Welcome to She's a Super Geek. Today we are playing Soth with Michael and Caleb of the RPG Academy. Yay! Say hi! Hi! (laughs) Hello! So the first thing we're going to do is go around and introduce our characters, and then I will hand the game over to Emily, and she will get us going. Michael, why don't you tell us who you're playing and and a little bit about them and who they're related to in this this town, and maybe what they look like. Okay, I am playing Calvin Bacon. He is the gym teacher at the local Winchester High. I uh, have a bit of a a bad reputation. I had some run-ins with the law, and uh, for that reason, one of my NPC contacts is uh, a parole officer named Stacy Smith. Um, I spend a lot of time hanging out with big brothers and big sisters of America, That, and not in the creepy way at all, completely above board. I think that's about it for me. Uh, what as far as what he looks like, uh, I kind of look like a cross between Meatloaf from the movie um, Fight Club and Magnum P.I. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> Caleb, how about you? Who are you playing in this crazy little town called wow. Winchester? <laughs> I don't know if I can follow up that wonderful description from Michael. Woof. <laughs> I am playing Percival Jones. I am the school principal of Winchester High. Uh, I am fairly new to the area. I've been here a few years. Uh, I do have family, but I have no significant other to speak of. Percival is a good-looking fella. Uh, He does favor the uh, pastel sport coat and... (laughs) uh, well, no, it's a pastel t-shirt and a white sport coat. There we go. Yeah, got to be relevant to and the kids. Got to be relevant to the kids. I try to blend in. Um, kids are very important to Percival. Kids are the future. So he tries to stay uh, with the trends, so to speak. That's awesome. Thanks, Caleb. And uh, I'm Senda, of course. And I'm going to be playing Elizabeth Moore today. And she is the assistant librarian at Winchester High. Um, and she is married to Tim Moore, but it's sort of a marriage of convenience to, uh, disguise some of her less, uh, PC activities. Um, and she's desperately in love with Stacy, who is, um, Calvin's parole officer. (laughs) 
Um, she, uh, she basically, she has to report into the head librarian on a daily basis, uh, to make sure that everything's going the way that it should at school. And, uh, she's usually dressed in, in kind of a power suit. So she does pencil skirts and she does big shoulder pads, um, <laughs> a couple of buttons down the front and, uh, and her hair's usually like got giant poofy bangs and, um, good big wavy craziness happening uh, i think she's a blonde um and also glasses um of course yeah she's also uh you never mind we're gonna cut that part <laughs> the part where i start a sentence and then and then don't finish it you're right. gonna cut that out right yeah <laughs> thanks and i'm emily and i'm playing everybody else yay, yay! <laughs> um and in soth instead of being called the game master i'm called the keeper she makes you really happy um, but there's there's a big secret that the three of you are holding, aren't you? Well, I mean, I'm personally holding on to the Tome of Soth. Wait because a minute, of course, what now? Maybe, um, maybe Percival should speak to this, since he's our leader. Ah, uh, yes, it is my headache-inducing task to rally these unwieldy troops before me. Uh, we are attempting to summon the High Lord Soth to this plane of existence. There have been unsuccessful attempts in the past, and our number has been severely dwindled. But as the three most true believers, we have retained our connections, and the stars are right to make the attempt once again. Now, is there a reason that the three of you, you know, soth cultists work at a high school? Other than trying to work together, obviously. Well, yeah. children are the future. And teach children well, make... Let them we, we need to, the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well spoken, Kelvin. Uh, we, we do want to raise children so that we have a firm foundation of believers in the future. We definitely learned a lesson from our last failed attempt that um, we need to have some some backup personnel on hand uh, in case things don't go well. Lord Soth is not always pleasant in failure. Mm. And he sent us a, a manual to help recruit these children. It's called the Monster Manual. <laughs> and and uh, Elizabeth has started a D&D club at her school, and we are using that to uh, strategically select those that are you know, more ap approachable about Soth. Right. Those yes. who but are only open after to wonder they... and evil. But only after they've gotten to level 10. I mean, yes. they have to prove themselves, obviously. Yeah. Yep, you got to prove yourself before I, I let you into the real cult right. activities. Well, Elizabeth, what kind of adventures do you run for these teenagers? I think that they're pretty straight dungeon crawls. And I think that they're the kind of dungeon crawls that present them consistently with two difficult decisions where there is no clear good answer and no clear evil answer, but that you end up causing some kind of evil no matter which thing you decide. Mm -hmm. So no matter what they do as they go down this path towards level 10, um, they, they're definitely kind of getting sullied as they go. I also like to think that all the whoever is mapping out your dungeons, that they're all they're all designed in like these archaic symbols. So, so as they're mapping, they're actually drawing, uh, you know, like not necessarily like yes. a pentagram, but along those lines. Yes, the glyphs of soft. 
Now, are those glyphs, um, are they used in your temple? Yes, I think they are, because, um, so these are the glyphs that are contained within the, the Tome of Soth, which tells us the necessary steps that we must take in order to summon Soth. Um, so I think that these are, you know, religious, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say I think, these are religious artifacts for us, um, and we, we use them um, basically as decoration, and it's it's the, the kind of thing you would expect to see, because it's basically our religious artifacts, um, Right. Um, you know, we, we write passages from the Tome of Soth are uh, written above the door um, and in various locations around the temple, um, you know, maybe around the top of the altar. And also just having more of these around um, helps kind of solidify that power because now the glyphs of Soth are basically spread out throughout the whole town and all these scraps of notebooks and on walls and that kind of thing. And Tipper Gore is on her way to rally <laughs> against Winchester, California. Yes, the there, there's, a, of there's a rally being planned uh, within the next few weeks that Tipper's the main speaker against yeah. the, the dangers of <laughs> demonic summonings and uh, rituals through these games, quote unquote, games that are being right. taught in schools. Uh, so Winchester, California is near uh, sort of a, a pretty unmapped forest. So where is your temple located within the uh, the vicinity? Is it somewhere in the town? Is it out in the forest? Is it somewhere else? Our temple no. is, um, it's out in the forest. What you actually have to do is follow a path that specifically traces um, the glyph for Soth. So there's a single specific glyph that does represent our Lord Soth. And, uh, and we carved that path through the forest. It's a little bit complicated, but so you have to follow the, the glyph correctly to get to the temple. So there's a little bit of essentially a maze, um, to get through the forest to the, to the temple there. And, and um, there are some traps also that if you take it incorrectly, bad things could happen. We also <laughs> might want to mention, I don't know if we did, that we are playing in the 1980s. Otherwise, that <laughs> yeah, tip, that's that would become obvious through <laughs> the, 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 the tipper gore reference and tipper gore references. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just dumped right into we're speaking as a religious cult from this point on. And <laughs> right. Stardate, 1983. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and once we get actually into the game, I, I will remind the players that... Um, if if you try to speak out of character, unless it's sort of in a time where we're all out of character or you can speak freely, um, you'll get penalized for that. <laughs> you will attract suspicion. And the more suspicion you have, the more I get to spend suspicion to make people suspect you. So the the, the goal you have is to summon Soth, but if you in the course of events, get all, you know, arrested or something, you'll, you'll fail. And that makes me, I want to say that makes me sad, but I'm the keeper, so I don't have an emotional reaction to that. <laughs> so right now it is, it is midday and you are all actually at the temple. Yay. Yay. Yay, temple. Right. And so you have just completed the very, the first ritual in order to bring uh, the Lord Soth. Known as, this ritual is known as the Lighting of the Way. And uh, so will our, our librarian pull out um, handout D and tell us how that went. So it was extremely urgent that we complete the Lighting of the Way um, at midday at the temple. 
So we had to abduct the victim we wanted um, without making any preparations to do it. So it was it was kind of sudden. We suddenly realized that the stars were aligned and now was the time that we've been waiting for for the last 10 years since the last time, um, you know, the time has finally come again and it's right now and we have to do it. Um, so we had to grab someone on our way there. Um, which one of you helped me abduct the person and who do you think that we abducted? I definitely helped you out. Um, I was probably... No, playing the game. I definitely was having lunch with uh, Jim Jones, who is one of the members of city council. And, Are you related uh, to Jim Jones? I am not related to Jim Jones. It's Jim. I, I Jones, no relation. <laughs> I, I cleverly called him Jones, no relation. Uh, when he was alive. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll miss that joke because it always got a laugh at the club. I showed up in the middle of your lunch, um, which I'm assuming you were having in some sort of restaurant, uh, maybe uh, Rosie's Cafe. Um, yep. You were having lunch at Rosie's Cafe, right? Um, it's a popular spot. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and whispered in your ear very frantically that we needed to take care of this right now. Um, and I think that we encouraged Mr. Jones very strongly to come with us um, at that moment, that there was something urgent that we needed him to attend to. Oh, yeah. There, there was very clearly a, a pressing issue with one of our students. And as Jim is very conscientious about the uh, the state of the youth in Winchester, I encouraged him to come along so that he could share with the rest of city council uh, what uh, Elizabeth and I are, were, are doing at winchester high to take care of these wayward children so i invited jones no relation to come along with us uh we jumped in my osmobile <laughs> that's a that yep. was a car and yes. that, that works yeah, that one works it was, okay. it was shaped like a boat in the 80s yep yes. yeah definitely your oldsmobile <laughs> he he very much enjoyed sitting on the faux leather in the back in the the really big long seat um and we very quickly drove out to the state park. We, we took him with us uh, on the path uh, through the woods. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, it was a little bit hectic here with the ritual sacrifice. But if I remember correctly, uh, I told Jones No Relation that uh, one of the children had been found uh, in the woods uh, playing a very dangerous game. And we were going to stop him and show him the error of his ways with a very stern talking to. That is definitely what happened. We each also need to answer the question, um, what what did each of us do during the abduction or while traveling to the temple that could have drawn attention to ourselves? So right. I think um, me showing up in the middle of your lunch with uh, Councilman Jones was probably a, a little unprecedented for the town. Um, unfortunately, it was so urgent that I didn't really want to wait until you were finished um so i i did just jump right in there even though it was a restaurant um and even though that wasn't usually a place where i insert myself um but you know the lord soth waits for no one so obviously the time had come and uh, and that's what i did and what I did to draw attention to ourselves was screech to a halt at the first payphone <laughs> that I found because I had to make a call 
to our good buddy Calvin Bacon to let him know that he had to get to our temple as quickly as possible ahead of us to ready the gateway. Coach Cal, what were you doing when you got this call? Well, if this is midday, I would be at school, probably in one of my many uh, sessions. So I would have left the kids running laps without supervision. And then yeah, it's I also, the 80s. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And then I also would have uh, went to the, like, the storage locker and I would have taken out several of the jump ropes and tied them together and like checked them for strength <laughs> to make sure they would be strong enough to hold him. And then I wrapped them up and put them in a duffel bag uh, as I left. Those jump ropes are sparkly purple, by the way. No, I, I left those. Well, no, that would, no. Be, that would oh. be good. Yeah, the Lord Soth is sparkly too, so yeah. Yes, right. the Lord Soth is very purple in his being, and we feel that he sparkles as the stars, as the many stars in the night sky. We also need to answer one more question. Who did you have to ignore or disappoint in order to kidnap the victim? What's your close or personal connection with them? When I discovered that... Uh, Basically, when I, I finally finished doing the calculations and I realized that the alignment of the stars um, for the ceremony was approximately five minutes. Well, no, it was a little bit longer than that. It was about half an hour from when I finished the calculations. Finally, it had taken me a long time to do them. I got up and I just left. Um, I was in the middle of uh, running a Dungeons and Dragons game at lunch for some of the kids. Um, and I uh, so I, I, I just um, I was like, oh, sorry, guys, got to go. You know, there's one very promising um, young gentleman in that group. Uh, his name is... <laughs> his name is Johnny Johnson. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he seems very promising. He's, he's at level nine, so I'm almost at the point where I'm ready to talk to him about, uh, about the Lord Soth and, and how, you know, casting spells and stuff is real and, uh, and, and actually bring him into the fold there. Um, he looked, he, he looked extremely disappointed as I ran out the door, but. Just have him work on encumbrance and Thacko and they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that yes, is I how we test our potential, uh, members for their willingness uh, to participate, if they can handle the math behind Faco, <laughs> they, they they can demonstrate a willingness to actually read the tome. Indeed, my plans. Uh, I was gonna meet with my brother Ben after lunch uh, with Jim, and it, it's been a tough time between Ben and I. Uh, the family relation is definitely strained. Uh, I moved out here where he settled some time ago, and I've been trying to uh, reassociate myself with the family, and, and we had a scheduled appointment after lunch to play racquetball. <laughs> the most 80s of sports. Oh, racquetball. <laughs> I just bought a new racket, and uh, it, it's really classy, um, but... Uh, I, I had to cancel that appointment, and that definitely left Ben quite upset. I have canceled many appointments in a similar way in the past. I've canceled many a family dinner and weekend barbecue, so he is none too happy with me. Coach Cal, who did you disappoint? Well, I obviously had to cancel my regular meeting with Stacy after school, um, which, interestingly, though, she didn't seem as concerned that I wouldn't be there, but she was asking a lot about Elizabeth and wanting to know uh, what her plans were this afternoon. 
I thought that was strange, but you know, as whatever pushes suspicion off of me, I uh, I didn't worry too much about it. One one more very important question. Uh, this is for Percival. Who gets the honor of making the sacrifice? It was Calvin. Uh, Calvin is actually an expert at strangulation. <laughs> That's why I sent him to the temple ahead of time. And uh, he prepared the altar and he lit the candles. And when we walked in, when Elizabeth and I walked in with Jim, uh, Calvin set upon him with the makeshift ropes i told him to buy the appropriate ropes at the last meeting but i guess he didn't so i don't know why he's using jump ropes i give him a point for ingenuity but minus five for lack of preparation um at least he he, chose the the purple sparkly ones right to match our wood top that is the redeeming factor elizabeth thank you theologically appropriate (laughs) yeah i i appreciate your help in this matter thank you for your attention to detail um so yeah, uh, uh, Calvin set upon Jim, uh, bound him quickly and efficiently, and then choked the life out of him. All right, uh, Calvin, you get one point added to your clarity, and uh, the the higher a, a, a cultist clarity rating, the more obviously they are part of this cult. So at this point, everybody I think is at one clarity. Yep. Correct. But anytime you commit a murder, your clarity goes up. And so you can think of that however you want. Maybe you actually do have souls <laughs> and don't feel great about sacrificing people, but it's for the greater good. As you are choking uh, Jim Jones, he's got his hands, you know, around his neck. He's trying to, you know, uh, get a, a hand under the rope to, to, to free himself and... And uh, he looks he looks up at you, Percival, and says, You'll regret this. We're on to you. <sighs> and his body falls lifeless to the floor. All right. So the entire time that I am choking the life from him, I am showing no expression, no anger, just, just completely like doughy faced blank. And then as soon as he's exhausted, I stand up and say, Fiddlesticks, guys, we just can't have this. Okay, we we messed up 10 years ago. We've had 10 years to plan and then we within half an hour we have to do this. Seriously. This is just not the way you run an organization. I don't think that you understand how complicated these calculations are. Cheese and rice, okay? You had 10 <laughs> years. Calvin, Calvin, calm down. I understand you're very upset. I can tell by your tone and your choice of words. I'm sorry, friend. I, I'm sorry, but Elizabeth is the smartest of us. She has the tome. She told us we must act now, and I cannot have another failure from from ten years ago. I I, I, I I cannot live with that any longer. So I know this was not the best situation, but we will make the most of it, and we must move forward. That's what I'm saying, that we put ourselves in jeopardy because we weren't adequately prepared 
look, if we don't take this specific slot, we're going to be stuck waiting for at least another 10 years. This isn't a reliable alignment of, of stars in the sky. It happens at very irregular intervals. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's dictated by which glyph is associated in the Tome of Soth. It's very difficult to translate. Uh, I think we're very lucky that I caught it at all. I definitely appreciate your attention to detail, Elizabeth. Uh, can you tell us what we need to do now to move forward? And again, while we're having this conversation, I'm whatever whatever I need to do to the body next. I'm just doing that casually, you know, flipping him over, taking off his clothes, wrapping him into like a tarp, whatever. It's just completely routine. I have some clarifying questions, but I'm not going to ask them. <laughs> While Calvin is doing that, I do want to check uh, Jim's pockets. I'm sure he has an address book or maybe a day planner with him. He does have his day planner. I'm going to take that and tuck it into my jacket pocket. Uh, With what he said, I am a little bit worried. So I want to be able to follow up on his contacts. So the next ceremony that we um, need to complete is the sounding of the bell, which must be completed in the minute of noon on any day at least 24 hours from now. We have to make two human sacrifices in a place where the public gather regularly. Fudgeberries! How are we going to do that? (laughs) And we must make a noise capable of deafening nearby listeners. All in the name of Lord Soth. All praise to Lord Soth. The way has become clear. The way has been revealed to us. I I have never been one to understand Soth's requests. That's really weird and specific. I think that our understanding of this tome has improved in the years since our last attempt. That's true. I I, I think last time we 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 mixed up the noise. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. that was it. We got the two human sacrifices, but I'm not sure we got the right location, and I'm not sure that we got the noise. Well, and didn't we go for two people had to be defecate, not deafened? I I think there was a mistranslation in there somewhere. (laughs) Right. I, I, I do feel like we have a much better translation now that I've been working on this for another 10 years. That was definitely embarrassing last time. I, I'm, I'm feeling very confident in this, this, this translation. It's much more detailed. All right. So we need to figure out how to get two people together, kill them, and make a noise that can deafen <laughs> a lot of people. Does it say they have to actually be deafened or just could potentially deafen them? Yeah, it just potentially deafen. It just has to be a noise that is capable of deafening. Mm-hmm. And it must be in a place where the public gathers regularly, but it does not specify that the public has to be currently gathered there. Well, we hmm. do have homecoming coming up. <sighs> oh, true. Yes, we do. The Moby Dicks versus the... The, uh, oh. oh, shit. What's the, uh, the raven What's from... The... Uh, Poe? Does he have it a name? Just the Raven. Just the Raven. The, Raven, the, the Ravens. Raven. The Ravens. Yeah, the, the Ravens. The Ravens versus the Moby Dicks. Yes, the Ravens versus the Moby Dicks. The Ravens are from, uh, you know, a town over um, East Chester. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit east of us. 
Well, the school did just get that new loudspeaker system for the football field. We might be able to work with that for that loud noise. However, if, if, uh, the homecoming committee is is on the field working to get everything ready. That might make the sacrifice more difficult. We could do the the football field. What if we did under the bleachers? So we, we could do it while people are gathered, since it does need to be within a minute of noon. Uh, let's go with that for now. Uh, we simply have to find our two sacrifices. We do have to find two sacrifices. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this just in case any of you are thinking it, but Stacy is off the list. Just making sure that we're all comfortable with that. Okay, that's fine. I, okay. I understand you have your emotions to play with. Well, coconuts, that does make things more difficult. Does anyone have a, an idea of two people we could easily obtain? Um, you know, what if we grabbed Michael Pollan, the, you know, the janitor? Oh, the janitor. And he did, uh, just recently hire an assistant, if I remember correctly. I think he did. What, what was his assistant's name? Um, I, I believe he brought on, um, oh goodness. I, I forget his name. Give me one second. It was, um, uh. It It'll was, come uh, to me. Henry, Henry. He goes by Hank, but it's Henry. Um, yes, Henry Smith. Henry Smith, of course. How could I forget? I know, it's so common. And <laughs> it, that's why you just can never remember it. Everybody has that name. Everybody uh, Smith, yeah. Yeah, it's just... yeah, good old Hank. Uh, so we, we could potentially get the two of them. Maybe we lure them to the football stadium for yeah, the... a janitorial emergency. That that seems very reasonable to me. I think we could do that. Um, who who's gonna who? Do you think they'll be together at that time, or do you think that we're gonna have to do two separate instances? Well, he is still in training, Henry. So whatever the emergency, Henry and Michael will be together. They should be together. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Michael the best. I I did hire them both. Yes, I'm shocked that you couldn't remember Hank's name. Shocked. I, I'm i sorry. He has I a lot on was... his mind, okay? Michael goes through so many assistants. He he does. Not many people can, uh, can deal with the craziness day-to-day of cleaning up after these students here in Winchester. Yes, high school students are clearly already doing the work of our Lord Zoth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he is that glittery and purpley. <laughs> yes. May his glittery purpley tentacles live forever. Amen. <laughs> ominous, ominous. If you can get Michael and Hank to the football stadium, then um, m- maybe Calvin and I can set up um, some of the rest of this ahead of time. Um, one of us can go maybe with a boombox and the new loudspeaker. We could set something up so that we could just hit play and then there'd be a really loud noise. I've got some mixtapes in my Osmobile. Maybe we can <laughs> use one of those. <laughs> All right. So um, what do you do with the body of Mr. Jones? Oh, yes. There's this body here. What shall we do with 
What should we do with this? Well, there there is the swamp out back of our temple. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good... Let's chuck them in the swamp. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why we chose this location in, initially, Yeah, if this, I recall. This, the location is actually an old uh, ranger cabin in the woods here that was built for a, a ranger site to monitor the woods, and, and then it was abandoned. So there happens to be a swamp right there. All right. Uh, okay. So Calvin, 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 help me out here. We'll uh, we'll <laughs> yeah. pick him up and, and chuck him right in. Yep. So I, again, I've been preparing the body this whole conversation right. uh, in, in whatever method that may be, and he's now ready <laughs> yeah. to be disposed of properly. I imagine that you have a like a trap door, so all you have to do is like put the body in a certain space and pull a lever, and it just slides into the swamp. Oh, it, it's we we definitely rigged it off of an old chair. <laughs> so the chair just kind of slides straight down and it opens into the trap door. You know, I never get tired of that. It's always entertaining. It's Especially the, the when the dude's naked. Edition. Yeah, I mean, I know that <laughs> totally took us like extra hours and a lot of money to construct that. But seriously, that was totally worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Agreed. The temple is not just... Uh, utilitarian there has to be an aesthetic quality maybe that's why we failed last time we were so focused on the tasks and the structure we didn't take time to appreciate the beauty of what we're doing here well i also very much admire that we did manage to find one of those kind of jelly chairs and that it's purple with sparkles in it because that that really makes it for me i agree it's it's very classy right now all right, so are you guys going to split up for the rest and go on with your, your day and meet back up tomorrow morning? I, I definitely have a couple things I have to get done today. Yes, um, I, I definitely am, I might be a little bit late for meeting this afternoon. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we'll, uh, where, shall we, where shall we meet tomorrow morning? Or shall we just meet under the bleachers once everything's set? We should uh, probably I, meet beforehand, I maybe cafeteria for breakfast. Teacher's lounge, that obviously. Good. Teacher's, teacher's lounge, lounge, yes. That's what I meant. Yep, teacher's lounge for yep. donuts and coffee. Donuts and coffee. I'll probably be having some Frosted Flakes. They're great. They're great. <laughs> so great. Almost as great as Soth. Nothing is as great as Soth, Elizabeth. <laughs> Star swipe. Actually, I, I wanted to have a quick moment there um, with uh, Percival right after, like, Elizabeth, because she has a meeting with Stacy. She leaves just a, a bit earlier, and I want to pull Percival back and just sort of say, you know, there's there's only three of us right now, and we both know what's coming. And then I kind of glance towards Elizabeth as she's walking away, and I'm just kind of leaving it hanging. Uh, yeah, well, when things come down to it, things will come down to it, old friend. Old chum. I give him a, a <laughs> nod and. Da, 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 da. Oh, Elizabeth. Poor there's, there's a very Crap. ominous <laughs> view of the camera over Percival's shoulder as he eyes both Elizabeth <laughs> and Calvin. <laughs> the, the, cam, the, the frame tilts a little bit to the side. All right, so each of you has a couple of things you, uh, you need to do today. So, uh, uh, Elizabeth, let's start with you since, um, you, you left a little bit early. Sure. I, uh, I hoofed it back because of course I came in the Oldsmobile, um, 
and and so I had to go back through the maze um, on foot, but that's fine because I'm very accustomed to it, and I know this glyph very well. Um, so I hoofed it back to the school, and uh, you know, I think I probably got back maybe about two-ish, so I, I had a little bit of the day left, um, made sure that I saw Alice and that she like saw me working so that she knew that I was there and working because I, I try to make sure that she sees that right. every, uh, every school day at least. Um, so I made sure that I did that. Um, and then I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that Stacy comes by. So I've left her a little note, um, in the teacher's lounge where she usually meets up with Calvin um that just you know i try not to say anything too obvious so it's just a little note and it just says hi i'm waiting in the usual spot and then i'm gonna go hang out in uh one of the lesser used janitor supply closets that we discovered um doesn't have as much stuff in it um i'm just gonna hang out um you know i might like take off my bra get a little bit naked and i'm just waiting <laughs> okay so i i think we might need to go back a step and explain obligations and compulsions no, i think we should just go forward <laughs> okay i think it's gonna be hilarious okay i'm just gonna say this is the best high school in the world <laughs> <laughs> i am i i'm gonna go ahead and apologize right now for everything that i describe and i will try to just pull the veil before we get to anything super uncomfortable <laughs> so uh coach cal um what, what are you what are you up to for the rest of the day well i know that uh tim often meets elizabeth at the school at the end of the day um and so i will find him <laughs> waiting because Elizabeth seems to be occupied and running a little bit late. And so I will be discussing with him uh, the weather. And I will kind of mention, you know, is he into astrology at all? Does you know, has he ever tracked the stars? There was, there was a really interesting configuration today that if, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, it's very unique. It only happens like once every 10 years. And I'm just going to kind of leave that hanging to see if he's catching on to what I'm throwing down. Percival. All right. So... Uh, I'm going to go back to my office and I'm going to do two things. Uh, first off, I'm going to, uh, place a call to superintendent Gregory something. And we are going to have a little chit chat about the state of, uh, Winchester high. Uh, the student body has not been improving their test scores. So he is very concerned about that. However, I am convinced that if we push through homecoming, give everyone a wonderful, uh, exciting experience, they will be able to take that positive energy back to the classroom and actually turn that into dedicated and focused study. And I very specifically point out to the superintendent that... Uh, in none too few words, because of my more recent master's degree in education, <laughs> I have a much better understanding of the student body than he does. And I, I definitely strongly imply that I am much more capable at handling these students than he is. <laughs> and and uh, how does he react to that? Uh, he, I, I can't 
exactly see him because we are over the phone, but I, I have had this conversation with him so many times. I can tell that he is uh, grinding his teeth <laughs> while he responds positively, and he will most likely throw a coffee cup against the wall. Positively. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh this is one of his stress management techniques that he's been dealing with. He's been superintendent for a really long time. He's an elderly gentleman. Uh, he's had a few heart attacks. So he, he does try to manage his, his health. But sometimes, you know, he, he gets very upset. And his therapist told him sometimes it's healthy to uh, transfer that rage to an external inanimate object. And he always has coffee with him. Decaf. He drinks decaf now. Health. But sometimes those mugs have to be broken. Uh, after my conversation with Gregory, I will also take the time to write a note. And I will reach into the bottom drawer of my desk, which is locked. Uh, and I will unlock it. And I will take out a few magazines. Uh, I'm going through a National Geographic Aww. and a Cosmo and I'm, I'm cutting out letters, and I'm going to paste them together into a note. And it says, The gate has opened. And I'm obviously pasting these letters to black construction paper. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm using purple glitter glue, <laughs> because that's a thing now. And uh, on my way out... Of the school, I will very casually stop by the uh, secretary's office, um, make sure that she is not around, and slip the note into the inbox of Alice, the head <laughs> librarian. And then I'll scamper away. <laughs> I love how we haven't explained why this makes sense. <laughs> the listeners it's are like, what the hell is this kid doing I for know. this giant monologue? <laughs> you get up in the morning, just very quickly. How are you all feeling emotionally this morning? You know, um, it's always difficult to um, to take a human life. But, uh, you know, it, anything for the great Lord Soth. And uh, once we raise him, who knows what chaos will actually be wrought. So, of course, uh, it may be better to go earlier when he punishes the non-believers. Um, right. Th I mean, then when he publishes the non-believers, of course. So, uh, so you know, I, I try to think of it as a mercy killing. Um, just that, you know, we're, we're letting him go early before uh, the true painful deaths begin. But, um, you know, it's... It's it's neither here nor there. I'm actually walking on sunshine. Like <laughs> legit like legitimately I have my Walkman headphones on. Right. I I, I click the play button and as I'm dancing through my apartment. Walking uh, that's on walking sunshine. sunshine. <laughs> and I'm like making breakfast in the morning, lots of waffles, right. extra syrup. Uh, you know, I gotta keep my coach figure going. Right. Uh, so I'm totally fine with what's going on. Well, Coach Cal, uh you are going to have to add one more point to your clarity score because you didn't fulfill your obligation to see your parole officer yesterday. Yeah. She got caught up with Elizabeth. Yeah. 
Sorry about Funny that. Funny how that happens. <laughs> All right, Percival, how do you feel this morning? Um, I feel great. I'm very confident in our uh, cult action. Um, I have a very specific morning ritual of, uh, of exercising. Uh, I do uh, sit-ups and use my stationary bike while watching uh, television programs that I recorded on my VCR from the night before. Ooh, you have your own VCR? I have a very classy apartment. Ooh. And then I have uh, a very careful ritual of uh, preparing myself for the day with various face cleansers and, uh, and hair products. I, I cook a very simple but healthy breakfast and uh, dress and head out to school. All right. So are you all going straight to the teacher's lounge? Um, I always I always just stop by the library really quickly and drop off my bags and stuff in my office um, before I before I go down. But um, I'll, I'll, you know, just very briefly. Um, Good morning, Alice. Drop my stuff off and then go on down. I have certain responsibilities in the morning. I will check in with all of the teachers as they're preparing before the students get there. So I'll visit each of their classrooms and then head to the uh, teacher's lounge. I'm now listening to Millie Manilli as I make my way through the hallway towards the teacher's lounge. Morning, Calvin. So Elizabeth and, uh, and Calvin, as you are sitting uh, drinking coffee from mugs that I assume have some sort of funny saying on them. Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, well, I drink my coffee black because it's as close as I can get to purple coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you are very devoted to the purple. <laughs> very devoted to our Lord Purple Soth. Um, right. And, uh, and... So, uh, I mean, we're sitting there, but I, I, I imagine there are other teachers kind of coming and going. Um, <clears throat> so maybe over coffee, it's just good morning. And, uh, how you, do you have, do you have plans for today? Are you doing something cool for lunch? Well, as you are not drawing any attention, uh, in your casual chit chat, uh, the, the door opens and you see a, um, uh, a rather tall woman in a tweed pantsuit. She's uh, in her mid-twenties, and she's got one of those neat little um, notebooks that flips up, and she's got a, a bun and, and a pencil in it, and she looks around, and she goes, Hi, Elizabeth! And uh, she she sits down at your... T she pours herself a couple t cup of coffee and sits down, and uh, so this is one of the local news reporters named Lacey Scott. And it's a small enough town that you guys have probably met at some point. You know, she's covered the, uh, she's covered the, the, the sports teams and, you know, when the library was, was, you know, given a big monetary donation and that kind of thing. And, and so she, she's very casually, hey, Coach Cal, what do you think our chances are at the homecoming game? Oh, if, if we have our way, those Ravens will be seen nevermore. <laughs> that was a good literary joke. <laughs> I appreciated it. Oh wait, what? Oh, Coach Cal. <laughs> hey, Lacey, what what are you doing at the school today? Oh, I'm just, you know, checking into stuff. The uh, the big homecoming game is coming up. It's really important. 
It sure is. It's definitely a big deal for our students. I bet you're going to be doing a lot of uh, interviews with them today, right? Yeah, I'll be interviewing some of the students. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I I was supposed to interview Jim Jones yesterday, and he never showed up. Well, that's really unlike him. I feel like he's a usually a very punctual person. Yes, he is. But I, I heard somebody say that he was last seen leaving Rose's Cafe with, with you and the principal. Do you happen to know what happened? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he left with us. We just needed to show him really quickly a little bit of student activity and how we were resolving that. Um, it's it's not something I can name names about. There's, you know, there's some, you know, student, teacher, parent, privacy issues involved. But, um, you know, we, we showed him and then uh, we, we, we dropped him back off on this, like, outside the cafe. And I assumed he was just off to his next appointment. We're going to pull in the mask of sanity rules for the two of you. <laughs> Um, so during a long or intimate talk with a non-cultist, any cultist with a clarity higher than one must choose one of the following actions rated equal to their clarity score or higher. So if my current clarity is one, then it doesn't affect me yet? Well, I don't know, because they have something that's at one. I'm going to go with yes, it does affect you. Okay. Because that's more interesting. So One is mention soth or say something odd. Two is hint at your superiority to the non-cultist. So keep that in mind as we're moving along. And if you fail to use these rules, I get to I get to add suspicion to my suspicion track. I will blurt in at a very inopportune time a massacre. It's going to be a massacre. <laughs> um, the the football game. We're gonna yes. We're gonna wop the he- floor with them. He definitely, he definitely means the football game. You can, you can tell that Coach Cal's really excited about that, that football game. Go Soths! I mean, go Moby Dicks! <laughs> uh, what, uh, what? Blame it go. on the rain! I'm gonna go get some more coffee. <laughs> Coach Cal, you know that we we haven't won a homecoming game in a, in about ten years. So what are you doing that's different this year? I'm doing a lot of things different from the last 10 years this year um (laughs) i'm a lot more prepared and organized uh i think we uh i think we have a shot this year to really make a change positive change (laughs) in the students lives and um yeah just just preparing hard Yep, you know, and, and, and you know, sometimes you still have to make plans at the last minute. I'm pretty sure that Cal's going to be fine, you know, once he, they're all on the field. He's still going to be able to roll with that. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you know, that's... You know, being able to improvise is important, but really planning ahead and having an organization <laughs> chart that you could sort of follow, almost like a play, say it called a playbook. Like, we got a playbook <laughs> of what we're going to do at each step along the path to success will most likely ensure victory. And ha- have you have you changed your playbook recently, Coach Cal? I've had some help studying it uh, to make sure that I fully understand it. You know, because uh, there's some there's some uh, <laughs> context that has to be uh, revealed that uh, will we'll change our, our strategies. We're really just going to choke the life out of their confidence. <laughs> Well, Elizabeth, how do you uh, how do you respond to the rumors that Tipper Gore is going to be visiting the town to um, destroy your Dungeons and Dragons group? 
Well, I just think that's silly. I mean, it's just a game. Obviously, there's nothing true about like Soth or any of those silly things that are in those books. You know, it's all just imaginary. It's made up. It's for children's imaginations. Children have such wild, crazy, wonderful imaginations. And they, they you know, their their minds are so powerful right. that... Uh, they can really grab onto that stuff. But, but you know, in the end, it's just a game. Right. So, Percival, you're going to walk in as Lacey's, like, leaning forward and be like, tell me a little bit more. What's Soth? Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's just, you know, one of the monsters in one of the books. It's not, but it, it obviously made up. Obviously. Obviously. I mean, good it's morning, the best Percival. monster. Oh, oh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, and what what is going on here today? I didn't know there was a press conference scheduled. Oh, no, I'm just asking some some questions. Have you heard oh, about, about uh, Council Member Jones? Uh, oh, Jones, no relation. Yeah, we just had lunch yesterday. Yes, uh, my sources tell me that he actually left with you and uh, Librarian Moore from Rosie's yes. Cafe. Yes, yes. Uh, Elizabeth and I had to take Jim with us to handle a small student issue. I wanted to demonstrate our skill as educators. I want to accidentally spill my coffee on Lacey. <laughs> oh, my! Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll start oh, like, my goodness. Tweed. Napkins, 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 napkins. napkins, napkins. <laughs> How do you get coffee out of tweed? I, you know what? Cl- I, Club soda. I, I think that you have to put baking soda on it immediately and then ice cubes, and then you have to throw it in the washing machine as fast as you can. Uh, Elizabeth, take her to the women's restroom. Okay. <laughs> and I'm bring some take... club soda with you. Club soda. Elizabeth, club soda. Yes, club soda. I, where can I get club, club soda in this school? Soda. I, don't Maybe. Know, I don't know where the club <laughs> soda is. I'm I'm thinking there might be some in the janitor's closet amid the broomsticks. That's that's you would why know I appreciate more than your... anyone else. <laughs> oh, that's a good burn. <laughs> come on, come on, Lacey, come on. We'll 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 just we'll take care of this really quickly. Okay. Is if possible, I want to have her keep her notebook. Like I want to like kind of rush her out so that we have a chance to go through her notebook while this is going on. Good idea. So, uh, yeah, we, we should definitely grab her notebook um, and see what she's been writing for the past couple pages. Is there anything that relates specifically to us? Uh, there definitely is. There's a, a quick report about, well, there's a note that she met with um, one of the police officers because a missing persons report was filed for Jim Jones because he's a very punctual man. And when he didn't show up for his afternoon appointments, his wife started to get worried um, and from there, she went and talked to Rosie from uh, Rosie's Diner, or Rosie's Cafe, sorry, and discovered that he was last seen with with you. There is also definitely written down um, some stuff about Tipper Gore, and next to it is Soth question mark that has obviously just been scribbled. If you flip further back, there's a little bit about she seems to have interviewed um, the the coach at East Chester High School about the upcoming homecoming game as well. Uh, so I want to real quick try to compare the names of her interviewees with some of the names in the address book I took from Jim. Are they the same? Well, it is a small town, so yes. Rosie's in mm. there. 
Okay. As is the the coach of of Eastminster High School. And and you said that she had spoken to the police chief after Jim's disappearance. Yes, she had because it's a small town. So why wouldn't she talk to the chief gotcha. of police? Um, okay, so in Jim's day planner or address book or whatever it is, uh, when I look at the entry for the police chief, does he have any special notation or marking by the police chief's name? Yes. There's a little happy face. Like a happy face sticker? Uh, No, just in pen. A little happy face. Hmm. Do any of the other names in the book, I'll just flip through it briefly, have happy faces on them? Not that you see. Hmm. I will just tuck that away for later and contemplate that a little bit. Okay. So I'm dragging Lacey down the hallway to the janitor's closet because I know where all of them are. Um, so I'm taking her to the nearest one, which is just down the hallway to the right. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm talking to her basically about, you know, oh, m- maybe we can get, like, I'm sure there's some, maybe some stain remover in here, because they, they've got to be able to do something about the carpets. And, and I think Tweet is probably pretty similar. Don't you think Tweet is probably pretty similar? I think it's probably pretty similar. Let's go check. I'm like, hustle her into the closet with me. What I want to do is not turn on the lights but close the door behind me and just reach out and grab a broom and thwack her with it. All right. What is your intention? Uh, my intention is to knock her unconscious at this point. It sounds like you have seized the initiative pretty well. You've inflicted an injury, uh, one injury upon Lacey. She crumples to the ground and the pencil falls out of her hair. We hope you enjoyed episode 13 of She's a Super Geek. We've got one more special announcement. The artist behind our wonderful theme song, Kieran Strange, is giving away two awesome swag packages to share with our fantastic listeners. We will be drawing two lucky winners from the names of those who have left us reviews on iTunes to get these cool prizes, which include the CD She's a Rock and Roll Play Baby is on, Adamantine Hearts. To enter, leave us a review on iTunes by November 17th, and make sure you're following us on Twitter at SASGeekPodcast so that you can see the winners announced. You can find more ways to connect with us by visiting our website, SASGeek.com, and you can find more from Michael and Caleb at TheRPGAcademy.com. For news and updates from Kieran Strange, follow her on Twitter at Kieran Strange, or check out her website, KieranStrange.com. Soth is a game by Steve Hickey Games. See more or get your own copy at stevehickeygames.blogspot.co.nz. See you in two weeks for our next adventure. She's a rock.